0: Let's join together in prayer. God, you, uh, you have no rival, no equal. And we just ask that your spirit would be present with us, would speak to us, would open our hearts, uh, that you would reveal yourself to us. Uh, not that we can walk out of here the same, but that we can walk out of here transformed today because of the name of Jesus. We pray it all in, in his name. Amen. Well, Jesus' name is powerful. I, I love that. I, I love that song. Uh, the, the Bible tells us that it's at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess uh, that he is Lord. Uh, it's his love that, that captures us, that, that invites us into God's household, and that, that changes. I mean, that, that changes us and transforms us and sets us free. And, and you know what? I, I, I've, I've noticed this, um, that you can see when someone's life has been touched by Jesus. I mean, you can see that in, in somebody. I mean, it, it's just evident I mean, that there's, there, there's just something that's different about them. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. Uh, and, you know, nobody's perfect. They, people still have their brokennesses, their, their, their faults, but there is, there is a joy that overflows from their hearts, that, that regardless of the circumstances, that you can just see it in their eyes, that, that, that there's something different, that, that God has touched them, that has transformed them. Um, and and if, you're, your li- if your life isn't overflowing uh, with, with that kind of joy, then I just hope and pray that you would receive the, the power of Jesus' name in your life today, uh, and that, that you would allow his spirit to come in and, and just work on it, to transform you from the inside out. So welcome. Uh, To Troy United Methodist Church today. Uh, My name's Andy. I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, We're coming to the end of the message series that we've been in for the last few weeks. Uh, We've got this week and next week. And uh, our goal for this series, which we've been calling Drafted, uh, our our goal is that uh, we would communicate the truth of the Bible, that every person who is a follower of Jesus is a vital part of the body of Christ. you are a vital part of Christ's body, the church. And, and God has called every single one of us to be a, a player on his team, to use our unique gifts and, and uh, talents uh, for the good of not just ourselves, but for the whole, for the whole church. And it's our hope that everyone who calls this their church home would, uh, would use your gifts to build the body of Christ and invite people on a journey with Jesus. Now, this series, for me, has been an awful lot of fun because we've been rolling with a sports theme. Anybody else having fun with that? I know a few of you, you don't like it, but, but I love it. I've been having fun. Uh, the sports theme, you know, you've been drafted onto a team. Uh, every every, uh, uh, every one of our uh, messages has, has been kind of around the same Uh, you know, we've, we've designed it around that sports theme, you know, welcome to the team. Uh, We defined what it means to win on God's team. Uh, We we talked about what happens when there are holdouts, when people don't, don't play uh, for the team that they're on. And, and we've also talked about how discovering your spiritual gifts is kind of like participating in, in the combine. Uh, I've had, I've had fun with this and, and today's message, I've kind of rolled with that same theme. uh, uh, I've dubbed for the love of the game. You see, in professional sports, people play the game for a variety of reasons. Uh, some are are driven to win at all costs, uh, to to achieve greatness, uh, uh, to win uh, other people's approval. Um, uh, others play because it's their job, and, and it gets them a paycheck. Uh, but but you can always tell when someone is playing, Purely and simply because they love the game. I mean, you, you can tell. As, as a fan, as a spectator, you can tell when someone just loves the game. They play with a purity and a joy uh, about them that, that really is attractive to everyone. Uh, oftentimes, the people who are playing for the love of the game, they're not the, the greatest player. They're not, they're not the all-star. Uh, they're, they're not the, the star of their team. But, but the fans love them nonetheless, I mean, they they cheer for for that person because they leave it all on the court or or on the field. Um, you you know you know that they would play for nothing, purely because they love the game. For years, there, there's been this debate in sports about the the innocence of college athletics uh, as compared to the pros. Because uh, some believe that, that student athletes, that, you know, they, they play for the love of the game, where, whereas the pros, you know, they're, they're just playing for the paycheck. It's business. Uh, you know, and I'm not sure. You know, I've watched a lot of sports over the years, and I tend to think that, that uh, there are people at all different levels who play for all different reasons, uh, from little league all the way up to professional sports, and, and it doesn't matter. There, there, are, there are people who play for the love of the game at every level. Um, and, and yet, I know how I'm wired. I grew up playing uh, the the big three in the Midwest: uh, football, baseball, and basketball. Those those were my sports, and I, I was I was never um, this is on record. I was never the most talented player. Um, I never was. I, I didn't. I, I just wasn't born with with uh, all the the skills. You know, I, I was okay, but I, w- I was never the most talented on any of the teams that I played on. And yet. Yet, uh, you know, I was uh, like a step slower than, than folks. I like to think that I made up for it with smarts and hustle. Uh, that, that's what I like to tell my kids. You know, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can be smarter than the others. You, you can hustle more than the others, but uh, uh, even if you don't have the skills. But, uh, but I, I made a promise to myself uh, from a, an early age. I can even remember this in grade school uh, that I could accept getting defeated. I, I could accept getting beat, but I, I would never accept somebody playing harder than me like that's that's where I I would count myself as I I didn't deliver I didn't I I failed if I didn't play harder than everybody else who is out there um unfortunately it's difficult to uh turn that kind of mentality off um even into adulthood so uh even after a shoulder uh dislocation and a torn pec and a herniated disc and now my latest knee surgery i've had to kind of retire uh, from all those sports uh thank uh, you know my wife is thanking god for that uh but uh, but man, I loved to play. I, I, I like to think that I left it all out uh, on the field. And, and, and so, so as, as a spectator, as a coach, as a fan, I expect that out of the players that I cheer for. And it drives me nuts. It, it, it just drives me nuts when players don't hustle. when when they slack off, when they're lagging it to first base, even on a a routine, ground, that that stuff drives me nuts. I'm like, you are getting paid to play a game that I love. So give it all that you've got. But you know, some similar things sometimes happen in the body of Christ, the church. And sometimes you'll encounter someone who is serving, but you can just tell. You know their, their heart isn't in it. Um, so, sometimes you may even find yourself in that situation. Uh, the, the joy isn't readily flowing out of you. you. You find yourself maybe doing the bare minimum just to, to kind of get by, to meet the obligation, to make sure that you, the boxes are, are checked. But you're holding something back. And if you find yourself there... Um, my goal isn't to criticize or, or reprimand you in, in any way, but I do want to emphasize just how important it is for you to, to kind of do some of the internal work and get to the bottom of, of what's going on inside your heart, if that's, if that's what's happening. You see, sometimes it's because you're not in the right fit. Uh, we talked about this last week. Um, in, in fact, if you weren't here, we ran everyone who was here through the Troy UMC combine. Um, and if, it, it, the goal was to fill out our servant profile sheet. Uh, you received a packet like this, um, and uh, you fill out your servant profile after evaluating your spiritual gifts, your personal style, and your passions. Um, and, and I hope those of you who were here last week filled out your servant profile, and, and you have it today to, to put in the offering plate. If not, uh, think about doing that next week or, or drop it by the office. Uh, uh, you might also want to uh, watch uh, Sunday's message uh, for a little bit of coaching and to go in even deeper to sign up for our ministry placement class, which will be starting in about six weeks um, in mid-August. And I uh, hope that you uh, participate in that. Uh, but uh, because if you call Troy UMC or Church Home, then we want you to, uh, to fill out your servant profile and use your gifts to build up the church. And, and you know, many, many of you have been serving for a long time in the church. Uh, you've, you've been using your gifts and, and giving for years, and yet you may be feeling, uh, just noticing in yourself, that your joy levels when it comes to serving have been slowly depleting. Um, and maybe that's because you're, you're no longer in the right fit. Maybe you've been doing the same thing year after year after year, maybe even decades. And maybe, gosh, maybe your passions have changed. That happens. It happens regularly. Just because you, you loved welcoming people and being out front, shaking hands, smiling and talking to everybody uh, uh, 10 years ago, doesn't mean that you still feel the same way now. Maybe your passions have changed. Uh, maybe, maybe you uh, would be more uh, geared to serve behind the scenes now or, or vice versa. Uh, you know, now is a great time to explore a change um, if, if you're noticing that your joy levels are depleting. Uh, our, our staff and our leaders will support you in, in that and we'll, we'll do our best uh, to work hard to find the right fit for you. Because we know, we know gosh, some of us have experienced when, when, you're, when you're not in the right fit, then your love of the game, your your joy diminishes. And, and that oftentimes leads to burnout and nobody wants that. So, so fill out your servant profile, uh, maybe pick some different passion categories and experiment a little bit. Maybe make a note uh, that, that you'd be interested in trying something new. Um, if you're finding that your joy is fading, it might be because you're not in the right fit anymore, but it might be some other things too. Um, I've, I've talked with a lot of people whose joy levels have depleted in serving in a variety of ways uh, uh, and, and just counseled several folks. And, and one of the things that I've found is that some people's joy levels diminish uh, because... Uh, because maybe they haven't been supported and, and coached well along the way. Uh, you know, that, that happens. Um, I know it's frustrating when you are willing to serve, when you're, you're giving your best, but the supporting cast isn't. <laughs> and maybe they're not doing the things that you expect them to do, and, and, and you're not put in the best position to succeed. I, I know that happens at times. You know, people aren't perfect. I, I'm not perfect. Uh, our, our systems... In the church aren 't always perfect, even though we're we 're continually trying to improve them uh, but but you know what they 're never going to be you 're never going to find the perfect scenario where all of your talents and gifts will be most fully utilized there're there going to be some errors along the way um, things aren't always going to be perfect, and so um, if, if you find that your joy level is diminished because of some of those frustrations, then, then I really encourage you to, uh, maybe you can try something else. Uh, but maybe, uh, maybe you just need to uh, extend some forgiveness and grace to the systems or the people who are your supporting cast. Um, those who have let you down. Or, or might I encourage this for all of us. Uh, to remember the heart of the matter. Now, during the series, I've brought up the early church in Corinth uh, a few times. Uh, Corinth is in uh, modern day um, uh, Europe around the, the Mediterranean Sea. Um, and, and Corinth was was a, a fledgling church. It was a relatively new church with relatively new believers there, there weren't people who were serving god for decades <laughs> who were a part of this church so they were all kinds of people with wide wide variety of backgrounds and when it came to serving uh, they were having all kinds of conflicts uh, a couple that are highlighted in uh, the book uh, the the letter uh, uh, in the book of the Bible, First uh, Corinthians, a couple that were highlighted were were uh, some people were being kind of elitist. They, they thought that what they had to offer, that their gifts, what they were doing to build the body of Christ, was was so much more significant than some other people's and what, what some others had to offer. And uh, so that that was going on. And then there were were some who were, uh, ex, uh, were being excluded. Or, or put down or made to feel less than um, in this case specifically because they didn't speak in tongues. Uh, but the Apostle Paul shared with them the truth that gosh, everybody is needed in the body of Christ. Not, not everyone can be a hand or a foot or an eye but every single part is equally needed and is vital to the functioning and health of the entire body. And Paul highlighted the, the the different gifts that people had. And he essentially said, Hey, we're all one body We we are all one team. Uh, and he emphasized that when he wrote this, and I'm picking up in verse 27, near the end of chapter 12 of first Corinthians. He said, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all apostles, second prophets, Third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of all different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire, Paul says, eagerly desire the more helpful gifts. And then he said, and yet I will show you The most excellent way. And here, Paul shifts. He he taught about all the different gifts, how they work together to build up the church, how they're all needed, and then he makes this shift. Uh, Essentially, he's saying, All of that, all of what I just said is fine and good, but I wanna show you what is most important. I wanna get to the heart of the matter. He says, I will show you the most excellent way. Now listen, listen to what Paul says is the most excellent way, the heart of the matter when it comes to serving and building up the body of Christ. I think you will recognize these words. He said, if I speak in tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self seeking, is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. now i know in part then i shall know fully even as i am fully known now these three remain faith hope and love the greatest of these is love now when you had that read at your wedding did you realize the context It was about the diversity of gifts in the body of Christ and serving in the church. It wasn't about romantic love. I mean, it can apply, but that's not what it was about. Paul was saying the heart of the matter when it comes to serving in the church is this. The tasks that you do are not nearly as important to God as the heart with which you do them. Let me say that again. The tasks that you do are not nearly as important to God as the heart with which you do them. The heart of the matter is love. Love of God and love of people. Can you discern God's truth? That is great. But if you don't have love, it isn't helpful. Can you play a mean guitar? but you only do it because you feel like it's an obligation well it's just noise if you don't do it with love can you rock a baby teach teach a classroom full of kids about the love of Jesus Well, we really need you uh, but if you're not constantly uh, but, but not if you're constantly asking what's in it for me or, or, or maybe something really important is needed and you say I'm not gonna do that that's not my gifting that's not my job and you've missed you've missed the heart of the matter is it all about you or is it about god you know i have to ask myself this regularly you know can i am i making god's word relevant and applicable to people today can i keep people's attention for approximately 30 minutes once a week uh, am I a good pastor? Well, I, I hope so. But if I do it from a heart filled with love for God and love for you all and, and all people, then, then gosh, I, frankly, I just need to find a different job. In the body of Christ, it's not the love of any game that should drive you. It has to be, it has to be a love for God and a love for people. But, but hear this. That's only possible. It's only possible if you have first been captured by God's love for you. And the amazing part about all of this is that here at Troy UMC, what we work so hard to accomplish is that all people who come in contact with this church, people of all ages and statuses and backgrounds that they would experience the amazing love of God that God has for them as, as we invite them on a journey with the lover of their soul, Jesus Christ. So, so I hope, I mean, it is my hope and my prayer that you have been captured by God's love. And, 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 and if you're questioning that, if you're wrestling with that, struggling in any way, then, then let's talk. I mean, that, that, that is worth a sit-down face-to-face conversation about. Um, Please know that God loves you and that through Jesus' death on the cross, God has made a way to to wrap his arms around you and bring you into his family. Uh, I don't care where you've been or what you've done. That's that's exactly what what God has made possible for you. There, There is a place for you. And if you've been captured by God's love, then never forget the heart of the matter. That what you do is far less important than the heart with which you do it. Let the, let, let the love that has captured your heart flow out of you in your service in the church and for, in every aspect of your life, for that matter. Uh, you have the opportunity. God has loved you and given you the opportunity to, to give your all, to give everything that you've got, not for the love of any game, for the love of Jesus and the love of people who Jesus loves. You know, in one way, you can very practically show your love for people uh, through the ministry of Troy UMC is in our growing care team. Each week, you've heard uh, you know, a little highlight, maybe from a variety of different ministry teams here at Troy UMC, uh, but as a church, Uh, As we continue to grow, so do the care needs within our congregation, Uh, whether that's from illnesses or hospitalizations or new babies being born or uh, people who are just physically unable to attend worship services or uh, journey groups anymore uh, or, or just any other kind of challenging time that people are going through. And it's our care team that really helps provide loving encouragement during some of those difficult times. Uh, Our our care team is led by our care pastor, uh, Pastor Dan Perry. And Dan uh, wasn't able to be here today, uh, but during the week, he and I sat down and we talked about uh, his personal love of the game and the ways that uh, each of us can be a part of caring for others and loving others uh, through the care ministry here at Troy UMC. So if you can hear it over the rain, listen in on this interview well i'm here with dan perry uh pastor dan perry who is our care pastor uh, here at troy united methodist church and dan uh, i know you weren't able to be here this sunday but uh we wanted to share about the care ministries and we've been talking about this the for the love of the game and i know you love what you do this isn't for a paycheck this isn't uh just something that you're used to you love to tell us a little bit about Uh, Your motivation behind what you do here at Troy,
1: Uh, you know, I was 21 when I came to the Lord Uh, I had sown my oats um, And the pastor of the church we were attending a Methodist Church in Decatur uh, Loved me into the kingdom and whenever I felt called to ministry. He said just love people just love people Um, I know how much I was forgiven and because that I take that passage and say, I twist it a little bit. Say, um, he who has been forgiven much loves much, mm-hmm. and so just to care for people has just been a who I am, who God has given me. He put this love in my heart, and and so I just enjoy doing that. I told you that, you know, one day that um, you asked me how I was doing. I said I love my job, you know, and so it, that's all that matters. You know, it's it's not work. It's not yeah. a job.
0: Well, and the job is. Uh, more than any one person can do. Can you share a little bit about uh, some of the, the needs and the need for having a care
1: team? Well, as, as we grow and, and being on this staff, this is a great staff and, and being on the, this team, uh, to use the sports analogy, to be on this team has been a great experience um, and and great people. But I'm convinced we're going to continue to grow. And as we grow, we're going to need more people to be able to help with shut-ins, to help with communion, uh, sending out cards, um, visiting the hospitals. Those are things that not one person could even begin to take care of as we continue to grow.
0: Yeah. So if, if somebody is hearing this uh, sermon and, and feeling a motivation, and this, this is a place where may, I, I would love to care for people. Can you share some of the practical ways that people just the average person in our congregation could could participate in the sure. card
1: team. Well, I mean there's about sixty people that are on the card team, which is a, a big part of my job as far as just allowing them to know who to who, to whom they need to send cards to, and I uh, give them the address and, and the information that they need, uh, sympathy cards, congratulation cards. Uh, birth, you know, congratulations on the birth of your child, um, and then so that's one. The card team, another team is um, our uh, communion, and there's a few people that uh, help with communion. But uh, is like
0: that ta- like visitation? Yeah, uh, to, to folks who are shut go in. Go
1: to their yeah their home as a shut in. Uh, I've taken communion to hospitals, uh, but that's something that as we grow and as our congregation has more aging taking part, we're gonna need more help in those areas. Uh, Whenever we find out a family is uh, expecting a new child, uh, we have a team that we just uh, put together a basket, deliver the basket to their home. Some people say, just let me know, I'll take a basket to someone. Uh, A meal team as they've gone through surgery is another team that we have and there's a group of people that just will sign up to say, I will be willing to take meals to people Uh, And so those are the kind of things that we're going to continue to need help with.
0: Yeah. Uh, How about uh, our our prayer team? Are there ways that that people can join in and just pray for uh, the needs of the congregation? Yeah.
1: And each week we send out to all the families if they've got their email address and they signed up to be a part of the prayer ministry. We send out the needs or what needs to be prayed for that week and let them go ahead and, you know, that you that in your own home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: you don't even have to go out of your house. You can even do it in your jammies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know if I'd recommend that, but uh, uh, I do want to uh, just briefly mention uh, that if you're interested in any aspect of the care team that Dan has just shared about, or or maybe you have something on your heart that would expand the ministry of the care team. I know we do have a handyman ministry too that mm-hmm. is kind of a part of care, but uh, it, it, no, so, so just uh, fill out on your connection card uh, that you're interested in care ministry and uh, uh, put that in the offering plate which is coming up in just a moment and then you can uh, be followed up with, with uh, by Dan and he will do that in this uh, next week or so uh, but speaking of the offering uh, we're going to uh, be taking the offering now in our worship services so ushers you can prepare and come forward I do want to make mention that You don't have to, if you're uh, here visiting today, you don't have to feel obligated to be part of this, uh, part of our worship. This is uh, our opportunity to give back to God what he has so blessed us with. Uh, So would you uh, join me in prayer as we uh, pray for our offering and just ask God to be present with us uh, in our worship. Lord, thank you uh, so much for the opportunity to worship you and be together. And we pray that you would uh, continue to just pour into us a passion and a joy for loving you and loving others. And for those of us who are are struggling, uh, maybe right now struggling with uh, our joy factor in serving, we just don't feel motivated, God, I pray that you would transform our hearts uh, as we just uh, open up our hearts to you, that you would fill us, that we would be transformed by your love, just like Pastor Dan was, uh, and just to be overflowing with joy and a desire to serve others, uh, and right now as we prepare our hearts for giving back to you what you have first given us, would you take it and multiply it uh, so that so that your name can be proclaimed um, in this world um, and, and and transform hearts the way that you've transformed ours? We pray it all in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.